Hello, Trigger Proof family, lovely community of mine that um, I started maybe mm, March. I think I started this community in March <clears throat> while I was under quarantine, trying to help people regulate their nervous systems during lockdown and during all of these crazy things that would happen nba is is uh, canceled nhl is canceled one thing is like wait what's going on and everyone freaks out and i come home from a trip and i'm in lockdown and uh i'm like all right well i have all these tools i have a community a, a, a world a, a planet that really needs them so why don't i um why don't i create a little environment where everybody can come and learn how to heal please understand the conversation of this community is only about one thing and it's about healing and we had this question uh, a, a post that I did yesterday in the Facebook group and it basically said here's what the post said uh, it's uh, I don't even remember what I wrote um, here it is let me just show you here let me see the post was your relationship problems have nothing to do with your partner it's all from how you were parented all right your relationship problems have nothing to do with your partner it's all from how you were parented boom all of a sudden 122 comments later and it wasn't that long ago it stirred the pot you had one group of people saying Oh my God, this is totally true. There's, if you responded, the way that you responded to this was one of two different ways. And I've been in this game for about 20 years, in the healing game for about 20 years, helping people in various degrees of agony, stress-related disorders. So when you say that, when you make comments and you say that I don't know what I'm talking about, I get why you would think that because it disagrees with your worldview, it disagrees with your lens, but please understand who the fuck you're talking to. <laughs> you might be new here, and if you're new here, welcome. You might have learned about this because you took this quiz and you found out what your attachment style was and you were like, wait a second, uh, that is a pattern that I have in my relationships. Uh, so that pattern uh, i kept thinking it was those people but it, it appears that i i'm living and showing up in my relationships following certain predictable patterns and the answer is yes this is the truth and i didn't even know this until a couple of years ago so this is all new to me how does my hair look perfect this is all new to me as well well not really um I've understood the nervous system as a chiropractor, helping people with stress-related problems, understanding why is it that their health problem breakdowns were all coinciding within a few months of a, like a big conflict in a relationship. Yesterday, I just met a woman, single mother of two. Hi, Susan. Single mother of two. And she gets this mysterious mysterious growth benign growth happening in her stomach and doctors couldn't figure it out but it was exactly coinciding with uh, her breakup and I hear of these stories every day this is not new okay so as a chiropractor seeing this connection happening again and again and again it was like wait a second 
what am I missing here? It's almost predictable. There's this type of relationship, toxic relationship dynamic, um, a breakdown in it, divorce, separation, abuse, some kind of cyclical, you know, uh, volatility that we all understand. It's what I now know to be a trauma bond, which I'm going to explain a bit today. Um, exactly. Having a physical manifestation, Marcia, exactly. And as a chiropractor, I kept seeing this and I'm like, wait a second. There's got to be some, what is, this was my question as a chiropractor. And I'm only telling you this because for those of you who were commenting, and I kind of took offense to it. I got triggered. I'm not going to lie. It's like, the, you know, who, you don't understand this. And I want to show you where this understanding comes from. I started noticing this link, that there's some sort of a link between our health and our emotional injuries, our physical health and our emotional injuries. In other words, our woundings, our emotional woundings. And I discovered if I just kept going upstream in my own life from going through one toxic relationship after another, a divorce, being on both sides of abuse in an abusive relationship. So she's like, have you ever been abused? I'm a survivor. I'm like, okay, well, you're talking to somebody who isn't just teaching out of his ass. <laughs> there was a time where I was teaching out of my ass until I got what attachment theories were all about. And I was like, holy shit. Of course I chose who I chose. Look at my upbringing. Your entire nervous system wiring, whether you had a, a, a secure attachment to your primary caregivers, will determine how your nervous system acts without you even knowing. It's unconscious. Between zero and eight, you have no conscious memory, conscious mind. You're in an unconscious, wide open state downloading information, energy, feelings, thoughts, beliefs, values from your parents. And the consistency, if you didn't experience a level of consistency and predictability, which many of us didn't from our primary caregivers, okay, this woman who I saw who had the health crisis come up after her divorce, um, she she basically grew up having to be the emotional support to her father even at the age at a very young age she learned from a young age that her needs didn't matter that she was there to solve and to be the kind of emotional support to her father who didn't have it all together emotionally and leaned on his daughter and she became the good girl and took on this role and became the adult the entire time learning because when you're eight years old you don't have the wherewithal to go hmm you know what it seems like dad has unresolved wounds so what he's doing instead of um helping me helping attune me and regulate me and attune to me and understand my needs he's having me take on the role of a caregiver to him emotionally and if I don't do that then I won't feel safe and maybe that's what true love is and that unconsciously gets imprinted into her body and guess what happens when she gets into relationships she then looks around and feels emotional distance from a man and says that's love 
what she's unconsciously doing in that time is choosing a partner with a similar wounding as her father or if the father was absent it'll be there will be some overlap maybe either the father wasn't even there Brittany was saying you know her father wasn't there okay well what ex what experience are you getting well my dad didn't love me you know maybe I'm not good enough and it's not a conscious choice you make but it is shown in relationships when you get triggered all of a sudden you then when you have this deep wound of abandonment you then decide that in order to be loved then I have to rescue. Then I have to find wounded birds because ones who were empowered, I'm not good enough for. Why? Well, nobody took care of me. So I'm not good enough for those types of people. I don't deserve, that's what your body is saying, I don't deserve those types of people. That Not a conscious choice. You could say, uh-huh, I deserve, I'm a badass, I deserve... But then if you close your eyes and you picture that amazing gentleman or that amazing partner that you think you deserve, I've done this in webinars with so many clients. I go, close your eyes. Picture that ideal relationship, the one that's really, that feels nurturing, that the place feels like a safe space to heal and evolve and grow together. I want you to picture this. And I've done this with several people, victims of abuse, victims of trauma, victims of narcissistic whatever, all the things, the labels that you've diagnosed your partner with already, believe me, I've heard them all. I get them to get into their body and picture a secure, stable, safe, loving relationship that treats you with absolute respect, that never abuses you, that puts you up, that lifts you up. Immediately when I get them to drop in and do a meditative little kind of uh, exercise that gets them to connect with that possibility, then I ask the question, all right, so tell me what came up for you. And then everybody who's sharing now that we're doing Zoom, they share in the chat box in, my, in, our, in our sessions. I'm like, okay, so what do you need to notice? And then they all say, ooh, that was uncomfortable. I felt unsafe. I felt like I was going to lose it. I felt like it was going to go away from me, like it was going to run, like I didn't deserve it, like I had to chase after it, like I wasn't deserving. Or they would say, it didn't even feel like it was possible. To which I ask, why the fuck do you think that that's true? And the answer, unconsciously, unfortunately, is we go upstream and realize that that was the exact same feelings that were unconsciously happening through no fault of your own and through no fault of your parents as well. I know Colleen was saying that, you know, that I was saying that... <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Just look at the... Look at the, um, the I'm curious, watch the, the thread and just, just um, contribute what you feel is coming up. And just be open. Instead of getting angry and dismissive and invalidating of others, just try to get what, where the other person is coming from as well. All right? And I, and I understand where the other party is, right? It, it's like I'm saying that it's your parents' fault and that the parents ha have raised horrible kids and it's all because of parenting. I know it was a misleading quote, and I take, I take responsibility for its misleadingness. That's why I'm kind of discussing it right now. 
And what I'm saying is it's not your parents' fault either. They're raising you. They're parenting you how they were parented. And now your par what, the way that you treat yourself is how you are often parented in, in, in one of the conflicts of your parenting. This is what we seek. We, we try to seek out partners that treat us all this amazing, but we're actually attracted to partners that treat us the same way we had felt by our parents. Did you feel they were emotionally dismissive? Did you feel that, just check it out, did you feel you were at the top three or four traits you really didn't like? by the way that they were, you're treated by your parents? Were they emotionally dismissive? Were they abusive to you? Were they invalidating? Were they belittling of you? Okay, great. Guess what you're gonna be unconsciously, secretly attracted to? It's not that you're attracting these people. It's that you are attracted to these people through no fault of your own because your nervous system is trying to get you into completion. By completion, it means to by, by marrying this person, by dating this person, by sleeping with this person, maybe I can complete what was incomplete with dad or mom. How many of you are understanding what I'm saying here? How many of you are understanding what I'm saying here? Please, please, please get that this is not about blaming you. And just look, Colleen, my heart goes out to you but I see this a lot. You clearly don't know me and you haven't been exposed to my work. You keep going back to this story that I'm blaming the victim. I'm actually saying quite the opposite. I'm saying the victim in this case was, was not to blame. However, when you see your place in this drama triangle, victim, perpetrator, rescuer when you see the dynamic which we talk about by the way in our our trainings in our overview experience it's really like a mind-blowing moment when you realize that the only reason you you see your place in the whole dynamic you then go oh i don't have to be that anymore i don't have to play that role i don't have to worry about people hurting me because I now understand my contribution to the dynamic. So then the triggers come out. They're saying, what about abusive situations? Please understand one thing. When I'm not saying it's okay to abuse, I'm not saying that the person who did the abusing is not responsible. I'm not saying any of that. But what's happening is, if you've been a victim of abuse and you haven't done the healing work by owning your shadows of it, by taking responsibility, not blame, you then feel this sense of shame in your body. You're like, oh, how did I tolerate this for 20 years? There's this deep inherent sense of shame for tolerating it for 20 years. And because I've worked with many people like that and, and the shame is so like dead it like it's so crippling it's like like how did i like for 20 years what kind of a fucking spell was i under how stupid am i that i actually allowed it for 20 fucking years this if i can go back this is what's really going on so when i say something like you know 
the problems of your relationship have to do with the parenting that you received. Immediately, the person is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, are you saying, are you... Are you saying I'm I'm to blame? Because I already I already feel like I'm to blame, and you're exposing it. No, I'm not. When you get triggered, there's already a pot, like a a little bit of a truth that you feel about it, and you're jumping to defend it when nobody's attacking you. Nobody is attacking you and calling you the the the, the one at fault. <laughs> it's really a scary thing to discuss dis decide that instead of taking blame, I'd love to take responsibility. If I don't take responsibility, what happens is I always walk around being afraid of being abused because I, I'd never had any power in the first place. I see myself as helpless. I see myself as the victim. I see myself as having no power. But after I've done work with this couple dynamic and I unpacked my own abusive situations that I was in, I realized that abusive people are just, I just did this a session with one of, one of my clients who's a social worker. She had this to say, and she said abusive, ah, abusive people, abusiveness is a smokescreen for deep woundedness. Let me say that again. Abusive, this abusiveness that you're labeling so monstrous, that you've given all your power and your identity to, and said, I'm a survivor, so that... It could happen 20 years ago, 30 years ago, but you're still walking around telling everyone, I'm a survivor of that. I'm a survivor of that. I identified with that. Who are you? Well, I'm a survivor of that. In other words, I'm trying to move forward with my life, but I have tunnel vision because I'm a survivor of that. That's what I am. That defines me. There's no healing in that. If you, from a healthcare per perspective, at first it's to, it's, to, to, to get pride in how far you've come to endure that. Yes, 100%. It must have been so hard to endure that. And if you endured it for 20 years, it's totally normal to have shame about it. But here's the thing. It wasn't your fault that you endured it for 20 years. It was what was already in your body that you accepted as love. Where did you get that idea that that type of relationship itself, I don't, I'm not talking about the incidents. Let's get out of the incidents of abuse that you went through. Let's get out of the incidents and look at the relationship that produced this level of unconsciousness that you tolerated for 20, 30, 40 years. The freedom that you will experience when you can say, hmm, why was I the perfect match for this emotionally unavailable, distant, narcissistic, self-absorbed, why abusive, violent, drunk? Why was I the perfect match for them? If I could go back to what drew me to them in the first place, and you can kind of reverse engineer the story, and you go back and you go, Ah, let's go back to when we first met. Why was it a perfect storm? Who was I at the time? What was my woundings? What did I believe about myself? Where was my level of self-confidence? What was I deathly afraid of? And you'll notice that you made a relationship choice, not out of inspiration, 
but you made it out of fear. Maybe fear of being alone, fear of being irrelevant. When we start digging into the relationships for people to heal, because remember, it's all about this conversation is only about one thing. It's about healing. So healing requires pain, requires facing some uncomfortable shit. And many people, no offense, I've been a chiropractor, healthcare practitioner for 20 years. Not everybody's ready for healing. Some people are just too terrified to give up that identity that identity of a survivor, which I'm so proud of you that you've gotten there. The question is, how long are you going to be, how long are you going to be addicted to that story? And then completely getting triggered and, and, uh, defending your right to, um, to be like <laughs> defending your right to be powerless where you have incredible power in that moment. In this relationship, you have incredible power that you didn't see at the time. That power is, if you want to really look, the person you chose, you were so attracted to, was because it was very familiar. That feeling they brought up. And often, you were there to rescue them. And by rescuing them, I can take my focus off of my own insignificance my own patheticness, my own lack of purpose, and I can make some person my purpose. This wounded bird that I'm going to heal and re recover so that then finally I can get the love that I deserve. I'm going to just keep rescuing these people, rescuing them, the, these poor souls. Oh my goodness, I'm doing it all for them, not realizing you're actually doing it for as a familiar pattern because that's what got you relevance that's what got you importance that's what got you a sense of identity your identity is based on their fucked upness and they the rest they are the victim that you're rescuing you bring them up and truthfully we can never rescue other people so whatever you do for them will never be enough for them have you noticed that too and when it's never enough when they don't feel you rescued them enough, now you're not their savior. You've now become their perpetrator. They feel perpetrated and victimized by you. So what does a victim do who's sick and tired of being the victim? Boom. They turn around and become the perpetrator. And now you get perpetrated and now you become the victim. Whereas they, have you noticed, they're the ones playing victim to you in the first place. The reason why they became so reactive in those incidents was because you were threatening something about them. That they felt victimized and attacked by and they felt unseen and unheard. Kind of like you feel in the relationship. Because you're, you're trying to fix them and they just want to be loved for who they are. They don't want to be solved. They don't want to be fixed. And they still want to be rescued. And nothing you do is ever going to fix it. And now they're your victim. And now they're sick and tired of being your victim. So they're going to come and perpetrate you. Then you're the victim. Then you turn around and perpetrate back them and call them a narcissist. Not realizing you're looking at a fucking reflection of yourself. If you can't see your own narcissism then you are a narcissist. <laughs> we all have covert narcissism. And the person you point the finger to calling them out as a narcissist, why are you such a perfect match for the narcissist? Well, as a recovering covert narcissist myself, I can tell you that what attracted you to that person was the fact that you were looking at a fucking reflection. And it hurts to hear. 
but this is the type of teaching that I do. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, we don't have a lot of time to dilly-dally around. I just want to cut to the fucking truth. And not a lot of people are okay with that. And I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I just had feedback from one of my clients. And it was, you know, she's going through a breakup. And I was just like giving her the tough love. I, I take that on and I'm learning. I'm getting better. I'm refining my message. I'm learning. I'm a student. I'm, I'm a student and a teacher. I am consistently improving. So all of your feedback is welcome, right? And she said, look, give me some positive feedback too. Give me some positive. I, I see what you said. It was brutal, and it's definitely what I needed, but I need you to give me some positive feedback. And that's the truth. We need both. We need both positive and negative feedback. We are addicted to the one side. We're addicted to positive feedback. Oh, I just need you to support. Why don't everybody support me? And when they don't support you, you feel abandoned like that wounded little child, and now there is no... Now you're looking for mommy and daddy to rescue you. And then you'll end up marrying your, you know, choosing someone in your, as a romantic partner. And then actually it's to try to complete something that's incomplete with your parents unconsciously. And this is all unconscious and it's not your fault and there's no one to blame. And your partner is actually trying to, you know, heal their shit. You bring up their shit. That's why they became so abusive because you bring up their wounds you, they feel victimized by you. You have way more power. I'm not justifying anybody's behavior. Instead of trying to blame, the, our goal here is healing. And in order to heal, we must move from judgment to understanding. To be blind, to be blind and go, mm, like this. No, 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 no. Just watch. Watch how you're in the thread, how you're like, no, 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 you're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. La, 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 la. It's like, okay, there's three stages of development, wounded child, adapted adolescent, and functional adult. Healing is about going from wounded child to adapted adolescent to becoming a fucking functional adult. Somebody messages. He's like, this is bullshit. And I'm like, okay, so that I don't even know the guy. This is my community. And look, you don't have to agree with me, but I do have boundaries. I'm not going to let you just, I don't know you, and just without a joke, just say you're, you're full of shit. And I'm like, dude, you don't come to somebody's house and say they're full of shit. You can leave the house if you're, just have a debate. Disagree with me. But when you get, when you start attacking somebody who disagrees with you, we don't really tolerate that here. We tolerate disagreement. You don't have to agree with me for me to love you. That's the beauty of this work. If you don't support me, I still, I still can find ways of appreciating you because I already have a deep sense of appreciation for myself. And that's a very powerful skill none of us learn. And that's what becoming trigger-proof is all about. That's the reward on the other side of taking responsibility and healing our attachment wounds. So I'm going to do a little exercise for you. First of all, what has come up for you? What's your big takeaway in this conversation? Can you please write it in the comment section? Okay? Write it in the comment section. What's your takeaway so far? I really want you to stay with me here. Okay? Because you're either in this conversation or you're out. You're welcome to leave. I, 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 I'm not here to convert you. I am only speaking to the converted. That's it. This community is, I don't put this content out on my regular social media because this is, uh, 
this is like a different conversation because the conversation is about healing outside of this group the conversation is about victimhood blaming this person blaming that shame you know the shame is so strong that shame on you whenever somebody tells you that shame on you what what they're doing is they're projecting all of their internal shame somebody just said that on my um on the thread she's like how dare you blame um victims for their and i'm like where did i say that shame on you and i'm like ugh, that's shame on her like this is the shame that she's feeling for all like taking taking responsibility it was my fault which is deep in the body because that's what happens when we're younger when you get abused as a child what ends up happening is you feel like it's your fault so there's an internalized deep sense of shame that's in the body and it's so painful so when you feel that that's acceptable you then will follow one abusive relationship after another because until you get complete with it once you get complete with it you it's something weird happens you then own your part of the dance you then own your part of the dance you're like oh okay that's why i chose him Mm, shit okay that's who I was at the time wow wow like I was in a dark place no wonder I chose this person let me go and reparent and heal that fragmented part of me and bring them in instead of blaming and sh because you feel ashamed by the person that chose this person and the person that tolerated being treated so poorly you hate that person there's a lot of self-loathing and self-shame so that's so painful so when I do an innocent post that says hey your relationship problems they have everything to do with the way you were parented okay shame on you it's it's like shame this is what Brene Brown says is pain and 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 sadness pain grief discomfort dis discharged externally from the body you know this is what blame is blame is shame discharged from the body it's really true you know our behavior tells us then this is all nervous system right this is all all predictable here's what's cool about it there's no blame this is all normal human behavior you know that a child that's been so not seen not heard and and punished for not fitting in distorts and disconnects from himself so he then becomes obsessed with getting external validation becomes narcissistic right because his sense of identity has to be based on receiving you know accolades success whatever and then in relationships they become transactional right and the codependent is also transactional they feel empty and they need a kind of powerhouse to plug themselves into a perfect storm for the narcissist codependent cycle which is not your fault why because it all has to do with how you were parented the relationship you had the consistency that you felt but with from your caregivers and this is the secret <laughs> to transforming your relationships so that you don't keep repeating the same pattern if you don't look and take ownership and take responsibility not blame notice how i keep having to repeat that because i know the triggers keep coming up responsibility not blame there's no one to blame you then have compassion towards first yourself 
and how you ended up there and why you chose who you chose, why it was a perfect, perfect storm at the time to choose this motherfucker who treated you so poorly and why it made perfect sense given your upbringing and what you tolerated, you know, what you grew up being treated like is what you tolerate for 20, 30 years until something really shitty happened when you have to go like, I got to get out because you've ignored your intuition the whole time. Let me know, um, shame and dissociation are yours to work through or own. 100%, Leslie, everybody's responsible. Everybody's responsible. Now, you might be thinking, well, why, don't, why, why doesn't he do the work? He's the one who's got to take ownership and responsibility. Yes, but the thing is, here's the problem, and you're evidence of this. You can't force someone to face their shadows. I can tell, he can say, oh, I'm going to go get help, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that he's ready to face his shadows. He's just as unwilling to face his shadows as you are. Un you're clearly unwilling to face yours. What we're saying here is take responsibility and own your shadows. What you're saying is, no, I'm a victim. Can you see that that's exactly how he's behaving when you tell him to go get help and, and actually heal that shit? He turns around and goes, no, it's you. Can you not see the irony of the behavior that you're judging in the other person when somebody suggests that you take ownership for how, like your step in a two-way dance, because it's a dance between two people and two dynamics. If, if somebody has the audacity to suggest you look and go, hmm, maybe I don't, maybe there was some steps that I contributed to this dance. And when they tell you that, you lose your shit and say, how dare you? And you invalidate them and you stonewall them and you do all this gaslighting of them. Can you see how that feels? You know how that feels, doesn't it? That's exactly how your partner is treating you. Because you're trying to help and rescue them. So when I catch myself getting into these dynamics with Karens, I call them Karens. I don't care if your name is Colleen or whoever. We call them Karens. <laughs> Got to be able to laugh at yourself, Karen. <laughs> That's unfortunately who a lot of the people who reach out to me are Karens. Entitled victims who are wounded and want the other person and everyone else to fix it and sort it and... They go from one counselor to another, one whatever, with the same identity for 20, 30 years. I'm a survivor. Okay, look, even if you're a cancer survivor, okay, my wife survived cancer. And you never hear her talk about it because she refuses to let that be her identity. We don't even talk about, we don't even focus on, I even forgot that, he, I even forget that it even existed. The reality was not, is so complete as far as the experience and the lessons and the learning and the love that it's not like something that we will walk around saying, look at me. Like the honor is in letting go of the story, using that to serve other people using those lessons to serve other people. This is going to be triggering to many. And I'll probably get a, a few hate hates, like unfollows. That's okay. We've now reached a crisis point. It's now Christmas time, holiday season, in the worst fucking year of humanity. And all of our unresolved woundings are bubbling to the surface for everyone to see. Here we are. 
in all its glory. And the thing that's going to determine whether you win or you lose on the other side of this, whatever this global catastrophe is, is all determined on your ability to regulate yourself, your ability to be in your heart, your ability to be taking off the mask and being authentic and owning your shit and going, yeah, I really, it was my unconsciousness that contributed to that relationship. And I have compassion towards my unconscious self and him. Like this was their fears. This is how I brought up the worst in them. When I told them that, based on their wounding, based on their traumas, when I told them this, it totally threatened him and he lost his shit. And not to justify bad behavior, but what's the word for healing? Understanding. Understanding is the goal. But you can't understand them if you don't really truly work towards understanding. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound and if you're curious and inspired to learn more join us at breathwork and badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Yourself and healing those fragmented parts. Okay? L, L Ray, yes, it's triggering, but it's also quite obviously true. So don't say I didn't warn you. I, you know, like I'm trying to be as responsible as possible. The truth hurts. The truth is very painful. The truth is like, what it is, is like taking a, a match or a, a match and with gold with impurities in it, okay? And what you do is when the truth, you, you light that match or you light that um, uh, lighter and the gold that's there with all of its impurities starts to melt and all of the impurities kind of dissolve and it leaves nothing but the truth, the gold. That's what the truth is, but we're so deathly afraid of the truth. So let me know what came up for you. Uh, I'm, I'm not their equal. Perfect. So for those of you who this hasn't offended and you're like, okay, I get it. I want to do this for my children because my children are at the effect now. Okay. It's not my fault. It's not his fault. It's not my parents' fault. It's not even their parents' fault. I just want to enter a conversation from blame game to actual healing. I'm ready. I'm ready to own my shit. I'm tired of my victim story. I'm tired of being exhausted. I'm tired of hating life. I'm tired of walking around in fear that other people are going to abuse me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wanted to introduce you to somebody. This is the reason why I'm doing it. This is little Domsey. <laughs> is this little... <laughs> this is the reason why we do it. 
This here, <laughs> look at him. Are you looking at yourself? How cute are you? Okay, this here is why I'm so proud to do this work. This little guy. If I didn't get this, I would never, if I didn't do this work and take full responsibility for my end of the bargain, in all of the challenges, in all my traumas, not fault, not blame, um, but responsibility, then I promise you I would never have found, come here. She's like, oh God, she didn't know she's going to be on camera. She's like taking her hair down. I would never have found this gem of a human being, okay? I would never have found this gem of a human being who loves me for all my shit, all my shadows, right? Yes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I with her as well. And we, we can actually use the relationship as a safe space to heal from our wounding because she is the way she is because of her experiences from childhood. And I am the way I am because of my experiences from childhood. And to honor that with each other is the foundation of a secure relationship and an ability to have a little munchkin like this. Look how cute he is. Can you, is it just me? It, like, this is like a dad thing, right? Where I think I'm like, I have the cutest kid in the world. Oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks, sweetie. This is the reward, the reward of doing this work. And those of those people who are calling me out, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Those people are all saying, oh, you're bullshit. You're, you're a victim blaming all of this stuff. Like the question you want to ask is what results have you produced in your life? If you disagree and like, look at, look at the results. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying we never argue. I'm saying we take conflict and we have the skills to be able to turn it into deeper intimacy. We have a secure attached relationships. We have a secure attached relationship. So who are you listening to? What kind of relationship? What, who, what are they, who are they being? What kind of a life are they living? What are they, are they walking their talk? There was a lot, there was a long period of time where I wasn't really walking. I was walking my talk in business. I wasn't walking my talk in relationships. And clearly the results in my life produced it. So all of this talk that you're doing, is it producing the satisfying results that you have in your life in terms of your relationships? So all of the disagreement and the hate and the whatever that you're, you're coming at me with, and which is okay, is it coming from a place of knowing because you've produced great results in a relationship? Or are you coming because you're reacting because you feel hurt and offended and triggered by what I said? Right? I really want you to be honest. Be 100% honest. And if you want to turn that around and actually everything I teach is what I needed the most because I saw these patterns. I, I recognized it from my parenting, uh, my, how I was parented, and I was showing up as an adolescent. Then <sighs> jump in and actually learn. On Sunday through the holidays, Imagine taking a five-hour um, open, sacred pause for you to connect with the younger parts of yourself that were parented in ways which didn't fully get their adequate emotional needs met. It's a fact. 
I hadn't, I, I was raised with all the great, you know, they did a great job and I didn't have my emotional needs met. I had narcissistic parents. And so as a result, I didn't have a strong sense of self. So I would show up as the narcissist in my relationships. Didn't know it. I hated the word because it triggered me. If that word triggers you, chances are you have some narcissism in your shadow and you're not alone. I believe most of us who are in unconscious relationships do. And to heal that requires us to go inside and to integrate those shadow parts of us, the little wounded child, the adapted adolescent, you know, the victim. These are all our shadows that if we don't learn how to heal those shadows, those shadows run our lives. They dictate every choice that we make. We make choices based on a victim state rather than an empowered conscious creator, which is what your potential is. So there's a link there on Sunday from noon to five uh, Pacific. So that's Sunday evening. Create a sacred pause for yourself and know there's no um, uh, replays. It's only because it's all private. And what we're doing is we're all, as a community, taking a sacred pause and actually working to integrate our shadows. Why now? Isn't it Christmas? No, because right now, your shadows are actually being triggered. Okay? Coralie was an amazing example. She just jumped in and started working with us. And lo and behold, she discovers this horrible ex-husband of hers that she's basically about to go to war with legally. She puts the brakes on that, goes in and heals her attachment wounds and sees how it was all a reflection of her, how she was parented, who she's got a great relationship with her parents. Her parents are lovely people. They're great people. And they didn't understand emotional attunement. They didn't have their shadows integrated. They didn't know how to take their younger parts and, and, and heal those, those fractures, those wounds, those emotional wounds from their childhood. So it got passed down to Coralie, like all of us. Imagine if your parents took a sacred pause and learned how to heal their attachment wounds. They didn't. So it's on you. It didn't start with you. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to break that cycle to stop that moving bus. Why? For our children. I did it so that, well, now I know why I'm doing this because, can you bring him again? I really want to, you guys want to see him again? <laughs> um, he, I'm doing this for him. This is why we're doing this. And it's so cool. Single moms are jumping in because they realize what's the most important thing is learning how to teach him how to regulate his nervous system when he feels sad when he feels scared, so that he doesn't have to live a life of anxiety like I did, so that he doesn't have to live his life thinking that who he is is not enough, so, he, so that he doesn't have to live his life thinking that he has to perform and succeed in order to receive love and be worthy of love. He needs to, he doesn't need to have attention from everybody outside so that he could love himself. This is why I'm doing this. Why are you wanting to heal what's what's relevant for you right in the comment section the names I want to see names this is Dominic I want to see the names of the people who will be impacted by you healing your attachment wounds I want you to put their names right in the comment section right there who benefits if you can learn how to heal those shadows 
those unworthiness that I'm not enough, I'm insignificant, I'm so unworthy, I learned that from my childhood because my parents didn't know and understand nervous system regulation and how to, how to have, have, you know, have me feel safe and a, a, accepted no matter what, whether I got an A or an F, <laughs> whether I'm fat or I look good or whatever. You know, stop it. I want to cuddle him. <laughs> He's my little cuddle monster. This is why I want you to write in the... Honey, what are the names of your kids? Write their names. Susan, write their names. Lisa, Coralie, write the names. Leslie, I want you to write the names of the kids that you've really impacted as a teacher because you're a teacher. You know, write it down. What are the names? I want to see the specific names of the people that will be impacted by you healing your sh from your shadows. Like, who gets to win? This kid wins because I'm, I've learned how to become trigger-proof. And I'm, and I'm humble enough to know that it's a work in progress, that I'm just, I'm going to suck at it sometimes. But I'm committed to the process. Who wins? And I'd love to invite you to, yes, Cadence and Jocelyn. Co-parenting teammate Dan. Wow, teammate Dan. He was like an public enemy number one just a few weeks ago. Boom. Cain, Carl, Christian, Stefan, Anthony, Julian, Henley, and me. Perfect. Zachariah, Cooper, my two sons. Beautiful. Leaf, Emily, Michelle, children, Owen. Beautiful. Nobody. Okay, well, how about the younger part of you, Anik? How about that part of you who felt, you know, not enough in some way? as we all did. I'm going to encourage you, click on that link and jump in and join us on Sunday. It will be my pleasure, and you get to see Dominic as well. It'll be our pleasure to host you through the experience of learning how to heal with your younger self. I learned to reparent my inner child, and then all of a sudden, two years later, <laughs> I have a little kid that looks exactly like me. Holy crap. Ashley, Br Bryce, Amaya. For them. For them. I have this little shit who looks just like me. <laughs> it's bananas. Anyway, for those of you who are new to the group, welcome. Share what you discovered. I'd love to hear what you discovered in this. How was this relevant for you? To Every day, I'm going to drop in a little bit more to just prepare you for what's happening on Sunday. Each day, I'm going to do a training. It's kind of like the pre-work training that's going to gear you up and prepare you over the next four days for the big main event, which is going to be on Sunday. So you want to get in and uh, learn how to make these guys' experience of life a lot better than how yours was, even though you're fully grateful for the experience. Love to you all. See you at the next perfect time. Bye. Say bye.